0: Hello guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Break Up Like a Boss, the podcast. A podcast designed for you to break through like a boss. In this episode, we are going to be breaking up with shame. You are actually in for a treat because I've been doing research on the addiction topic for weeks now because I want the episode to be called Breaking Up With Addictions. And then I stumbled upon many other uh, concepts and then I realized that the root of the problem really is Shame. So, I'm gonna read you a little bit of that script because I had so much information that I really wanted to put it in an organized way. Because, um, you know, uh, we all have suffered some sort of addictions, and some people don't even know they have them. And in reality, you don't have to be talking just about drugs. In alcohol, when you talk about addiction, you can be talking about people that are addicted to, you know, like a OCD behavior or like trying to always win. There are many different ways that can manifest into our lives. So while doing some brainstorming for my next episode, I stumbled upon this word, shame. The original name of the podcast was originally going to be breaking up with addictions, like I said, right? We all have them. We all know about them. But do we really, really understand them, right? Throughout my life, I have battled with many different types of addictions, wine being my favorite one, for example, <laughs> all the way down to men. And yes, you can be addicted to people as well. The whole conversation started as truly like the addiction of loving, right? Well, studying the love cocktail, you know, the hormones that make you go crazy and they make you feel high on life. And, um, I decided to dig a little bit deeper and as of why as humans struggle with multi-layer addictive behavior, right? And like I said, first I started analyzing the love cocktail and why it makes you go so crazy and basically you become addicted to the person. That's why I said addicted to men, addicted to love. And um, um, for me, for example, the addiction of wine because I usually like to have one or two glass of wine every day, right? So, for example, I have seen friends um, struggling with um, drugs and alcohol to only become addicted. So, for example... Sorry, let's rewind. For example, I have seen friends stopping drugs and alcohol to only become addicted to sugar, for example, or overeating. And then I have seen also friends that become addicted to controlling their food intakes and they have super strict diet or vegan diets or vegetarian diets. And then they go into um, addiction to exercise. You know, they need to run for two hours a day. They need to work out twice a day and things like that. Why do we substitute? Why do we substitute addictive behavior? I believe, I believe that this is because we don't look into the root of what's causing the addiction, the self-destructive patterns, right? Sometimes it's easier to have your addiction as a problem because it's more socially acceptable than actually do the self-discovery work that can take us to the dark, painful places where we're going to find the root of this addiction in these problems, right? We prefer to numb than to feel, and this is a downward spiral to self-combust, right? Because it's only covering up the problem, it's not really finding the root. It is our, I think it's our, um, until, until, how, do, how do you say it? We are not able to tolerate pain or vulnerability This is what really takes us into this numb state, right? So we prefer to numb ourselves instead of feeling vulnerable or to feel pain. We aren't able to feel pain. Numbing is easier. It has friends, it feels familiar, people get it. Anybody can relate to having too much alcohol or like partying too much or overeating or eating too much chocolate. Uh, making this numbing behavior known feels comfortable because people get it people can relate that's the easy way out right on the other hand digging deep into the masterpiece of your soul takes way too much effort and we know that putting a lot of effort for a lot of people becomes like a struggle right it is it is a difficult path with lots of highs and lows which will bring childhood traumas that we have. But instead of putting them under the rug for way too long, you need to understand that you need to dig in and actually bring them out to light. But like anything else in life, it will come back to haunt us over and over again if we don't make these fears our bitch. I always say, Uh, It's almost like a karmic uh, experiences and we are supposed to learn from our mistakes and the same thing works with shame and addictions and um, anxiety and feelings that we don't want to talk about. They will come back to haunt us and they will show up in different areas of our lives to destruct our lives, right? So if you don't make those fears that pain your bitch, then they're gonna come back to haunt you over and over again. They're not going to go away. And when you are using addictions to numb the pain, they don't go away, they actually become bigger. So you need to understand that. One thing I promise though, the deeper you fall, the higher you rise. I have used the metaphor of the phoenix, the metaphor of the phoenix, throughout my life and it has served me well. And you know, and it's the one that that says that like, you should rise from the ashes, like the phoenix, you know, because the deeper you fall, the higher you rise, right? I have uh, used this metaphor in my life over and over again, and it has served me very well. So you should find words of inspiration and motivation and metaphors that really speak to you because you need to understand that um, feelings and situations in life are temporary. Life is like a roller coaster and not everything is going to be the same all the time, right? So why do I use this metaphor, right? Because I have data to back it up. I have proved myself over and over again. I trust myself enough to know that I always pick myself back up. How? Because I have a strong enough purpose that carries me through my dark moments. Believe that is my, I believe that is my true calling in life to help you do the same, right? So when you are feeling in a dark, in a dark spot, in a dark place in your life, I always tell my friends, okay, remember how far you've come, right? Remember that you maybe like went through like the death of a family member or, you know, uh, a breakup or, you know, like you didn't get the job that you wanted and you got through it. So you have data to back it up that you're going to be able to reinvent yourself and to pull yourself away from darkness. And I always tell people, look back and start writing down the situations where you actually came um, on top and that you actually broke through and the things that taught you, the things that you learned from this um, difficult moments, from this dark moments, right? Okay, so, but enough about me, I was just trying to give you a little a uh, little bit of examples of like the things that I used in the past because believe me I've been in the dark many 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 times for many many reasons and if I'm here talking to you today it's because I want to help you maybe do the same right okay but enough about me I'm basing this episode on one of my favorite intellectual role models Brene Brown if you have not read her please 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 you need to Google her, buy all her books and start like rereading them or listening to them over and over again. Brené Brown. She um, is the one that made me um, break through uh, about vulnerability because up until like a couple years ago, I wasn't even able to express my feelings or cry. And this is the author that has changed my life. Brené Brown. Look her up. So like I was saying, it was not until very recently that I discovered the power of vulnerability, Right and let me tell you it has changed my life fast up until a few months ago i couldn't even cry i was so focused on living in a lie that i forgot how to feel how to be in touch with my own heart which brings me to my next topic shame another concept foreign to me that I believe needs to be talked about a thousand, a thousand, a thousand percent of the time, right? So, um, Brene Brown talks a little bit, uh, no, talks a lot about the courage of having vulnerability. And this is how you stumble upon shame because when I was doing the research for addictions, then all these other words came out and then I understood that the root of the problem, it's really shame, right? Um, but what is shame? Let's define it a little bit. Um, shame, def- the. Is defined as an unpleasant self-conscious emotion typically associated with a negative evaluation of self, um, withdrawal motivations, and feelings of distress, exposure, mistrust, powerless, and worthlessness. And I highlight shame defined as unpleasant because I believe that we are in a society that we are not comfortable with the um, unpleasant behavior, you know, with the un. We are too comfortable being uncomfortable, you know, and we feel uncomfortable when we are uncomfortable. So we need to break up like a boss with that and really start embracing the unpleasant feelings that are here to teach us how to master our lives, right? Um, shame is a painful feeling that is a mix of regret, self-hate, and dishonor. If you are trying to make someone feel bad by scolding them, you are shaming them. And, you know, we were hearing this word a lot with um, in the political campaign, for example, or in the Me Too movement, because girls that were able to speak up their truth and talk about how they were maybe like sexually assaulted or, you know, harassed at work. People try to take the easy way out sometimes by shaming them instead of actually digging deep and going into the problem, right? I'm also going to tell you some common symptoms of shame so you can kind of identify them in your own life. Wanting to disappear, doing anything to pull out to connect with other people. Remember, we all need purpose and we all need connection, right? Humans are, um, we are we are social creatures so if you are feeling like you want to disappear like you don't want to connect with anybody then this is a symptom of shame anger directed towards others sometimes but mainly because you are angry to yourself about yourself right self-blame and addiction so i'm going to read this one more time and then we're going to break it down how we get to addiction so when you want them to disappear and withdraw um because of shame, because maybe this is something that was um, traumatizing for you in childhood or you have some wounds that you haven't really been able to cure, then you need to really understand that when you are not looking to connect to other humans, there is a problem because this leads you to depression, right? And anger and violent behavior and addiction. So that's why I said like for me, it was so surprising to... Under, underestimate the um, power of shame and really how this can create um, a spiral roller coaster downwards in your life, right? Because it brings you to depression, it brings you to self blame, it brings you to feel worthless. And obviously, this last one addiction is struck a cope because. I was doing research on addictions when shame kept on popping up over and over again. I had no idea how deeply correlated they are and how harmful it is not to unlock their dark relationship. Think about um, um, shame and addiction as in a marriage, right? Where one is the husband and the other one is the wife and we need to break them up immediately, please. (laughs) They are not a good couple together. (laughs) Um so i had no idea that in order to break from addictions we must first break up with shame break up like a boss with shame right now and i'm gonna help you and i'm gonna tell you how a little bit down the road (laughs) we live in a society obsessed with positivity and having only good days we are allowed to feel only the good feelings right break up like a boss with that poison in your life right now as well please this obsession with the happy, bubbly, cheerful, pleasant, it's not real life, media, society, or even like sometimes your family environment, right? Only embraces the good feelings, the happy, cheery feelings, the positivity. But it is not possible for us as humans just to feel good all the time. So you need to break up like a boss with this poison because this is part of the problem why you feel shame that you have these other bad feelings and sadness and sorrow for example right as humans are allowed to feel every single feeling our hearts also have fear sorrow anxiety sadness negativity we all have bad days and don't apologize for having them allow yourself to sit with your feelings and feel them sit with your feelings and feel them, have a conversation with them, understand why they came to visit and also understand that those feelings are just temporary. They come and go and flow like water. A lot of people feel that they drown in a glass of water because they think they're going to be depressed or sad forever. And no, this is not true. The good feelings and the bad feelings, all of them are temporary, right? And they are supposed to flow like water. Allow yourself the gift of also sitting with the shame and understand why is it here today. Uh, Hi, shame, how are you? I'm not scare you. I invite you for coffee. Talk to me. Let's have a chat. What are you trying to teach me about myself? Because this is my movie and you're just making a cameo in it. Understand that before you sit down for coffee. I'm gonna read this one more time. This is an actual conversation that I had with shame, right? <laughs> Hi, shame, how are you? I'm not scared of you i'm gonna invite you for coffee talk to me what are you trying to teach me about myself because remember this movie i'm the main character and you're just here doing a cameo understand that before you sit down for coffee with me thanks do you see if you embrace shame or any other feeling as a guest in your movie in your life where you are the main character they are just the cameos they come and go and by the way you're also the creative director of your movie you're the producer of your movie so you decide what goes on right but don't be scared to tackle them and to really allow them inside and feel them what are they trying to teach you everybody in any feeling is trying to teach you something to master your own life so let's continue shame tells us that something is wrong with us not to be confused with guilt because a lot of people think that shame and guilt are the same and they're not guilt is about doing something wrong whereas shame is about being wrong to the core see the difference the feeling of shame comes from the belief that i'm basically flawed inadequate wrong bad unimportant undeserving and that i'm not good enough that's shame do you see how can open the door how this can open the door of addictions if you are feeling and you believe inside of you that you're flawed, inadequate, wrong, unimportant, and relevant, you see how that can really bring you into addiction? Do you see the correlation here? Do you see how this is the root of the problem for addictive behavior? Break up like a boss with shame. I hate shame. Actually, I don't hate it because I invited for coffee and this is how we're having this episode because I had a really um, truthful Open heart conversation with shame 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 is a painful feeling of regret, guilt, or embarrassment, and I believe we fall into addictive behavior to numb these feelings because we think that they will go away, but as we know, numbing the feelings numbing the feelings uh, affects addictions and are only temporary right and actually, when you um are coming of your drugs or your high or your alcohol, whatever you're using to numb your feelings, you're actually going to be feeling worse in the end. So how can we get rid of shame? Hmm. Like I said, bring shame into the light and make it your bitch. Invite it for coffee. I don't think shame should stay longer than a coffee, but really sit with it, talk to it and understand it. Maybe go into Google and... um. Look up some concepts that speak to you. I don't know. That's what I usually do. <laughs> Untangle what you're feeling. And the, I'm huge right now about talking about feelings because most people that I see having like horrible issues in their lives is because they are not allowing to feel anything. You know, not the good, not the bad. They just don't sit with their feelings and they don't just embrace them, right? And in, in the biggest spectrum, the negative, the positive, the happiness, the sadness, right? unhitch what you do from who you are and this where guilt and shame is different right so for example um i can feel very guilty for having uh chocolate right because i'm on a diet for example but i am not a horrible person for having a chocolate you see the difference Guilt, yeah, I feel guilty because I had the chocolate and I was on a diet. But shame is like telling myself that I'm a horrible person because I had that piece of chocolate. So make the, the, disti- the, the difference, the distinction, right? Guilt is attached to an outcome and then uh, shame is, atti- is attached to yourself, to a feeling inside of you. Recognize your triggers, This, guys, is super duper important, right? Especially when you are in an intimate relationship, you need to understand that if you are in a um, good relationship where you can be emotional and you can open up and you trust and you feel safe to actually invite the triggers of your childhood trauma, then you're really going to be able to, like I said, make them your bitch, you know? Understand and recognize your triggers. Uh, for example, like if you are around negative people and they make you feel shame about something, then you need to know that's your trigger and you need to immediately change it with um, like a positive reaction and understand what's happening inside of you, like f- at the psychological level. That's why I said get a little bit curious, get on your computer and research this topic a little bit deeper because, you know, um, I don't like to go over an hour on my podcast and then I can talk about this topic forever, but I encourage you to do the research yourself and make connections, right? And it's, this goes also with, uh, with triggers, you know, understand that, um, sometimes people from our childhood or whoever made us feel shame they are the ones that are going to trigger so we need to acknowledge this we need to have a conversation with these people and let them know that you know they're not allowed to make you feel like this anymore or you're going to walk away from the friendship or the relationship or whatever and it's it's complicated because sometimes you have to have these conversations with your own family with your own sister with your own uncles with your mom with your grandma because sometimes the people that love us the most this all they also have the powers to hurt us the most so part part of understanding your triggers is going to um, come from making the connections of the people and the behavior that trigger you right so I know I rumble a little bit so I'm gonna (laughs) recap again a couple things that I found out that how can you get rid of your shame bring shame into the light and make it your bitch number one number two untangle what you're feeling number three unhitch what you do from who you are. So the difference between shame and guilt. Number four, recognize your triggers. And number five, make connections. If you uh, need to talk a little bit deeper about this, you can check out my uh, Instagram, breakup underscore like a boss. I always love your comments and I read Most of your messages and if you have any questions, I would love to connect one on one or I can also put you in contact with amazing coaches and amazing uh, therapists. Okay, remember that this will take daily practice getting rid of your shame and understand that if you have eating disorders, depression, violent behavior, bullying and any other mental illness, the root of everything is shame right? Your triggers. You need to understand that you need to break up with shame in order to get started to break up with all the other healthy patterns in your life. Break up like a boss with shame today. (laughs) I'm here to help you with some practical exercises that have changed my life, for example. And um, a question I like to ask is, what is my relationship with this addiction, right? So for example, For those of you who know me, I love red wine and sometimes maybe I have more than two glasses. (laughs) Um, What are you here to teach me? This is about me, not about you, Shane. You are just a tool and I'm going to use you to master my life. Don't fall into the trap of believing that everybody else is always happy. One more time, I'm going to, um, you should put this probably in a piece of paper and put it in your door because this is something that needs to be like a constant work and I'm doing it in my daily practice as well, right? So for example, uh, I, I like to ask, what is my relationship with this addiction? What are you here to teach me? This is not about you. It's about, uh, this is not about me. This is about me. <laughs> not about you, Shame. You're just a tool. You are just a tool. Use shame as a tool that is going to help you master your life. And uh, as I was saying, don't fall trapped into believing that everybody else is always happy. That they don't go through shit. What they post on social media is not real. I know people that post cars they can't afford, trips they didn't pay for, and hashtagging living my best life. No. No, 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 sorry. If you need to advertise that you're living your best life, then guess what? I promise you're not. <laughs> you're using your fake life to cover the real one. As an, exercise to, as an exercise today, I urge you to post an honest feeling of how you feel today, or a picture where you burn your eggs for breakfast, for example. Or tell us a vulnerable story that could touch people's life. Why do we spend so much time convincing the, trying to convince the world that we are happy instead of using that energy of actually becoming happy? And we're going to read this one more time. Why do we spend so much time and effort trying to convince other people that we're happy instead of actually using that energy to become happy ourselves? <sighs> Whoa. Let's think about this for a moment. And yes, shame is also closely related to depression, which is closely related to social media and our addiction to portray a fake life. I'm going to say it one more time because I know my accent is very heavy. Let's think about this for a moment. And yes, shame is also closely related to depression, which is closely related to social media. And our addiction to portray a fake life. And I'm going to tell you a little story. I was trapped myself into uh, this category a couple years ago when I was trying to pretend that I to have the perfect life, the perfect, you know, marriage, the perfect husband, the perfect trips, the perfect cars, the perfect house, the perfect dinners, the perfect friends. I was trapped myself. I was trapped myself of this disease. I want to call it poison also because you know, I was so miserable behind closed doors that I was trying so hard to post the best looking pictures in social media so people couldn't see me really suffering in the inside. So I think we've all been there. And let me tell you, it's a very slippery slope. And I broke up with that a long time ago, thank God. But I'm telling you, I see a lot of my friends suffering, living their hashtag best life ever. And I know behind closed doors, it's not the case because they're the ones that call me to open their hearts out and I'm here to tell you that that's not healthy behavior and the shame has a big part of that as well because social media right now I think is kind of like an addiction okay let's talk about guilt for a second on a lighter note right guilt is good I'm gonna say it one more time guilt is good guilt is not attached to oneself's value right but to an action for example I'm guilty of missing a um, shot in golf, but guilt does not make me feel like I'm a worthless person, right? Because I missed that shot playing golf. That would be shame. Get it? So uh, you can use guilt to improve your game at golf because you're talking about an outcome, a shot that you missed a golf. You're not talking about yourself and how worthless you are as a golf player. You see the difference? So guilt can actually be used to improve our game, to improve our lives. Guilt is a normal emotion. Though it can be paralyzed for some people, paralyzing for some people, guilt indicates that you have a conscience. For example, it would be really bad if you cheat on your spouse and you're not feeling guilty, right? <laughs> guilt is different than shame. You might feel guilty for something you didn't do or did or failed to do guilt if used properly it can help us learn from our mistakes this is how guilt can be actually useful if you embrace guilt in the right setting for example it could become a guilty pleasure like eating that um bar of chocolate that i told you about (laughs) guilt can provide a strong motivation to apologize correct and to make up for the wrong right? And behave more responsibly in the future. You see, guilt is good. Not to confuse guilt with shame. You see how guilt is constructive? Inversely, shame is destructive. Guilt can pave the way to improvement and self-development, while shame is deeply rooted in painful childhood trauma that we need to break through. You can experience guilt without experiencing shame by the way and a lot of leaders have a lot of good articles on this so i encourage you to google them because you understand that the focus is on the outcome and not on your self value i'm gonna read this one more time because of my accent you can experience guilt without experiencing shame because you understand that the focus is in the outcome and not on your self value You are not the worst runner in the world because you didn't train for a race, for example. You see the difference? And I'm going to have to take a water break because I feel that I've been talking so much that um, I didn't really breathe enough. And I know I already speak fast, but I'm trying to get better at um, pronouncing my words better and talking a little bit slower. Stay tuned for the next segment because I'm really going to give you um, better examples and better stories on how to break up with shame today. Alrighty, guys, welcome back. Welcome back. So now that we have established the difference, um, so now that we established the difference between guilt and shame, basically, and then I gave you all that rant on how it's attached to addiction. Now we can't. Um, now we know how important it is to break up with shame. Right? I'm gonna say it one more time. It's so important to break up with shame if you want to work on these other areas of your life, right? We can get more practical work. And remember, I started to research for this episode because it was going to be called breaking up with addictions. We all have them in different shapes and forms. But if we want to make addictions our bitch, we must first break up with shame, right? One of the reasons I think... Um, humans drop into self destructive behavior is because we are afraid to have an honest conversation about our childhood traumas, traumas, wounds, right? And you know, I'm a huge now, l- lately, especially, I'm a huge fan of vulnerability. And um, i done a lot of therapy, especially after my divorce last year. And let me tell you, once you dig deep into this, um, uh, Childhood wounds, and you don't necessarily have to go to therapy for this. You can do some, you know, meditation, a third eye, a visualization, or like a, speaking to like a coach about it or a friend that knows about it. I highly recommend you to dig deep into your childhood wounds and traumas because this is where all the shame came from. This is where it started, and this is the root for all the problems that you're gonna have in your adult life right so um this is one of the reasons that i think um, we drop into self-destructive behavior is because we are not willing to have an honest conversation about ourselves we don't want to do the self-discovery work work and we don't want to dig deep into our childhood um wounds, right? Because we all have them at certain degrees. Even if we grew up very happy with loving f- parents and a good family, we all had something, you know, in childhood that is defining us today, right? The second reason, in my opinion, is the inability to withstand pain. I don't understand why people are so such a wimps, basically, you know? I um think I grew up in an environment where we really embraced pain and um love is pain and pain is pleasure basically is one of my favorite sayings you really when you sit in pain like you really understand you know discipline you understand that you know not everything is like life is supposed to be in a silver platter not everything is going to come easy you're supposed to work hard for what you want right you're supposed to make it happen and it, our inability to withstand pain i think is what really holds us back into our self, uh, into our personal development and emotional development as well right we want everything to be easy happy fun served on a silver platter um, especially when it came to America, I realized that, you know, we take a lot of things for granted because I grew up in the third world. I grew up in a farm uh, in the south of Peru in a very rural area where having, you know, Food in your plate was already uh, something huge. And we were supposed to say grace every time we sat on the table. We were supposed to pray for being alive when we woke up. We were supposed to pray to God when we went to sleep at night, uh, being grateful and thanking for all the things that we uh, got during during the day, you know. And um, like I said, it's very interesting that here, like you um, expect everything to be so easy, fun, and, you know, Pleasant all the time, right? Our laziness doesn't allow us to see the importance of the leg verification and discipline, right? I personally, I'm a huge fan now of the leg verification. I didn't know exactly the concept, um, how it can affect your life in the back, and, um, in the past. But I am a huge fan of discipline and the leg verification because I didn't um, know these concepts growing up, right? And I know they can make a huge difference in your life and. As soon as I started applying them to myself on um, my daily practices and routines, they have really um, improved my life, absolutely. So, and my third theory is that we are so afraid to have the courage to be vulnerable, right? We opt for the easy way out and numbing the pain instead of actually opening our hearts. So my number one theory I'm going to recap again. I'm sorry, because I know that a lot of my friends say that I talk so fast. So I'm trying to really recapping. <laughs> so my first theory would be that we, we uh, fall into self-destructive behavior because we are afraid to have an honest conversation about uh, our childhood traumas. Number one. Number two is an ability to withstand pain. And uh, number tr- number three is the to have the courage to be vulnerable, right? Um, we are so afraid to have the courage to be vulnerable that we opt up for the easy way out and, and that it will be numbing our pain. And that's how I got to the addiction part of it, right? Today, I'm here to tell you that both roads will lead you to pain. One, to feel pain every time you don't show up into your life because you are too drunk, too peeled out, too numb, right? The pain that makes your life spiral under control and also hurts the people around you, the ones that love you. I think it's very selfish to um, drop yourself into addictions because of the fact that you make other people suffer. You're not just suffering alone. People around you can feel it. People around you can feel your pain, right? And the pain of shame will also continue to make you feel useless more and more every single time. So when you're thinking that you are um, numbing your pain by uh, drinking or doing drugs or smoking, whatever it is that you do, Understand that when you come off that high or, you know, your low is going to be so low that you are going to be... It's, it's kind of like a snowball effect. You're going to feel more and more depressed, worse and worse for yourself, and then you're going to affect those around you as well, right? So that is going to be a painful path, for sure. And... Because it's going to continue to make you feel useless, basically. Or, Or you prefer the type of pain... The pain of self-discovery, right? This is the other path. The pain of, of discipline, of self-discovery, of the leg verification that I was talking about before. That will take you to cure your childhood wounds, and we also, and, and it's also going to be hard, like I said. But the end result will allow you to become the best version of yourself. Which which one is it going to be? Wake up this morning, tomorrow morning, whenever. And you need to pick and choose. Is it going to be the pain of being a loser because you decided that your addiction is going to take over your life? Or is it going to be to, for the pain to actually do hard work on yourself, work on yourself every single day, unlock what's happening in your heart, why are you feeling this way, and really work in your childhood wounds so you can be the best version of yourself, right? Um, hold on, I'm going on a tangent here. The pain and discipline that will take you, cure your childhood wounds will also be hard, but at the end result, will allow you to become the best version of yourself. Which one is it going to be? The pain of opening your heart to fix yourself or the pain that would lead you to depression, addiction, violent behavior, hurting those who love you, divorce, blah, blah, blah. And the list goes on. I'm gonna repeat this one more time because I think it's kind of important. And if you're gonna get anything out of this episode and um you're done with my rambling, hold on one second. I'm gonna read this one more time and then you can you can clink off, okay? Which one is it going to be? Are you gonna be in pain because you are going to be in shame and addiction and hurting people around you or you're going to take the other painful path that is the path of self-discovery unlocking your childhood wounds and really working hard every day at it right because building your dream life is very difficult living a mediocre life is quite easy actually which one is it going to be The pain of living a mediocre life of the pain of living your dream life. (laughs) And I'm so passionate about this episode because I've been trying to make this decision for myself and I made it over and over while I was reinventing myself, right? I have sabotaged my life multiple times for way too long because I felt shame for wanting the things that I wanted for myself right I had to break up with many unhealthy patterns but breaking up with shame has been by far the most rewarding one and I'm still a work in progress guys I just um, created this podcast because it's kind of like therapeutic for me because when I research topics that my friends or I want to talk about it really uh, helps me to understand myself better and my story and um, when I say that I am breaking up with shame, it's because, you know, I, it was such a tough decision for me to, um, anyway, let's continue to read and then I'm going to tell you a story, okay? <laughs> um, but breaking up with shame has been by far the most rewarding one. I'm still a work in progress, but the results and shifts have been magical and immediate, guys. I urge you to do the self-work that will lead you to happiness, love, serenity, and a meaningful life step into the magic zone with me <laughs> book one-on-one um i'm here to help you you can book a one-on-one or i can put you in contact with amazing therapists that are in my network because um i've been doing a lot of research with them for my book so then um i know i can kind of direct you which one, which specialty is best for you and um yeah so just Call me or send me an email, Gabriella at BreakupLikeABoss.com or check out the website and then drop me a line there and then I can answer your questions, right? Um, My purpose is to help people transform their lives in the same way that I have done for myself. If you need to talk to me or in an anonymous way, feel free to do so via email. But your secrets are safe with me. And a lot of my friends I'm so grateful because they trust me with their hearts and um, I also use them for practice. Hello, friends out there. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, But just understand that, you know, this is really my true calling in life. And what I want to do is to help you live the best possible life you can have and to break through all your pains and anxieties and sufferings, you know, because um, just being awake every morning is a gift and you should really treat it as such, right? Right. The breakup is just the first step to reinvention. I always tell this to people. The breakup is just the first step to reinvention. If you're not broken, there's nothing to be fixed. And most likely this is not true, right? So just when you're going through a breakup, specifically, this is how I created my company. This is just the first step to reinvention. And I think so far I've done an okay job, so I can help you too. (laughs) Negative feelings are good. I have experienced the bright side of darkness myself, but I wouldn't be able to feel complete if I didn't cry my eyes out for days and days at the time. This is probably the story that I wanted to tell you. Um, one of my darkest moments in life is when I realized that I was lying to myself. And I can tell you this was Brutal for me because when I came to America with a huge list to accomplish my American dream, and then I accomplished all the check boxes, and then I was still feeling miserable, I came to the realization, I basically smashed my head against the door, and I was like, whoa, I'm not happy. Why? Because I'm lying to myself. And that was really one of the darkest moments and that's when my whole uh self-development and self-discovery and spiritual awakening began when i realized that i was lying to myself guys it was so sad um <laughs> then no matter how hard i tried to be grateful and positive because you know i already thought that i had everything to be happy i was experiencing severe depression and a lot of people around me don't even know this because i was so good at hiding it there were days that i couldn't even get out of bed um because I have lost the appetite for life you know like when you are feeling that you don't want to want to get out of bed and you want to sleep all day it's because you literally are depressed because you lost your appetite for life and for me that was just devastating because you know I live intensively and I love the range of my emotions and I'm really in tune with experiencing everything and anything possible Um, so when I felt that I lost appetite for life and um, that I was lying to myself that was really really like probably one of the darkest moments of my life um, to realize that I was actually depressed right and to make matters worse I was not allowed to talk to anybody about it not even my close circle I was scared to hurt them even if I showed them that broken side of me, right? I wouldn't even allow myself to cry to my mom because I knew that she couldn't help me. And then instead, I was going to make her worry and she was going to feel my pain. Guys, let me tell you, it's brutal when you cannot talk to anybody about it. That's why I'm saying when you're in your darkest moments, allow yourself to feel that grief, that you know, pain, sit with it. But I do encourage you to talk to someone about it because sometimes you do need to snap out of it and um, there are people that can help you do that. So I was so scared to hurt them um, if I ever showed that broken side of me because, you know, I already thought that I was a mentor, a role model. You know, I have a younger sister. I wanted to be, you know, like the perfect role model for her as well. And I didn't want to have my parents to worry about me, for example, right? I knew that I had to help. I knew that I had to help myself, and that nobody else was gonna be able to do it for me. But it is um, uh, hard to think clear when you're sitting all alone in shame, and kicking you when shame is kicking you in the gut. Because you know, I felt shame for feeling like this. I felt shame for you know having it all, quote unquote but it's still being unhappy and miserable. I feel so much shame for myself because I thought it was crazy. You know, I was like, how is this possible? Like, I have this dream life that most people will kill for. I have everything, basically. And I feel shame about even feeling like this, right? I I feel shame for being depressed from what, being too happy. And this is what we call first world problems in South America, guys. (laughs) Anyway, um, so when... It's hard when you're sitting alone and you feel that shame is kicking you in the gut. Shame was destroying my American dream and the life that I worked so hard to build for myself. And it was only when I decided to step into vulnerability that I got the courage to face all my demons. Again, I'm going to repeat this. Super importante. It was only... Oh my God, I'm getting like emotional. It was only... <laughs> when I decided to step into vulnerability that I got the courage to face all my demons and like I said this is still a work in progress but I will not allow shame fear or pain ever stopping me from living my dream life whatever that means for me right now because I'm not going by list I'm not going by goals I'm not a human doing I'm a human being and let me tell you It feels pretty freaking good, okay? My biggest motivator has always been the unconditional love from my family. I highly recommend you to start each day in gratitude, practicing gratitude, not just saying it, by the way. The little simple pleasures in life are what will carry you through the darkest times. For example, for me, the smell of my mom's hair, hiding my sister, watching movies with my dad, reminiscing of my grandmother in Peru, nature. This in a moment, these, for example, are the simple treats that help me see the lights when I'm feeling down. And when you're there, choose yourself first, don't apologize for needing time alone, and only allow those um, people into your life that can lift you with their energy. And, like I said, when I talk to people that have like terminal diseases, so when I have interviewed people that have lost family members, this is what really this is what they talk about they all appreciate and they wish they spend more time enjoying the simple things in life so break up with shame today and i'm breaking up with you right now guys because i need to go be sensitive and be on my own (laughs) hope this episode was helpful and don't forget to break through like a boss